Welcome to another episode of Growing Spaces, and I'd like to get straight to the point, so let's. My name is Pamela Bonquillon. Today, we're looking at the difference between being friendly versus being friends versus being an acquaintance. Let's start with a quote I saw tweeted by Dr. Maya Angelou's Twitter account, which goes thus. There is a marked difference between acquaintances and friends. Most people don't really become friends. They become deep and serious acquaintances. But in a friendship, you get to know the spirit of another person and your values coincide. Welcome to Growing Spaces, a podcast that reflects on spaces and places where our experiences provide clarity of purpose and enlighten our lives. It is a funny thing how we tend to think that what cements or bond people is good times, giving gifts and having fun. I understand some people's love languages are gifts, but if someone stops giving you gifts, perhaps because they no longer have the means to, will you then stop being friends with them and consider this as being loved less by them, of course. As much as uh, love of all sorts, be it convivial love, platonic love or amorous love is often seen through the lens of happiness and things going well, it is not the ultimate thing that bonds people. A very important aspect in life which does this and which we tend to neglect is adversity. There is no bond stronger than that forged in adversity. When someone has seen you at your worst and you both go through traumatic and tormenting events, sometimes qualified by little or no resources by way of money, luxury, etc., you reach a level of um, establishing a psychological safety net that cannot be easily broken. This is not to say that somewhere along the line priorities might not change or one could be betrayed. Far from it. A love that is found in adversity is sweeter during the good times. That is why I now seldom invest emotionally in people I have not been through something drastic with. It is not to say that I have closed out friendship. I certainly still believe friendship can bloom from other sources. Some people also... um, confused longevity of knowing someone to being good friends. Simply because you've known someone for long does not mean they will know you on a visceral level. Understanding usually comes from experience and if they are lived experiences and not what you're enduring, they won't understand or be able to help simply because you've known each other for long. I've had situations where I was struggling with certain circumstances and told those I considered friends and the responses range from dead silence to advice that was totally unrelated to solutions offered that felt more annihilating. Longevity, in my opinion, is not a litmus test or testament of friendship and understanding. Experience is. The definition of friendship in this sense takes on a deeper meaning. After going through this, you start appreciating people differently. Those you perhaps called friends no longer seem so, even as acquaintances, it would be too generous to qualify them as such. Those people who only call you when they need you to do them a favour and throw in that word, how are you my friend? No, they're not your friend, but only call to check in with you so that they can table their request. Being the accommodating person that you previously were, you would have jumped right in to save them. But these days, you only do it when you can, but not going out of your way for such people. These are often those when adversity hits and you call their phones, you hear crickets. They suddenly do not read WhatsApp messages anymore or miss calls all the time with no time to return them. These are the sort of people we call 
fair-weather friends. They only need you to use you for their needs, but will never go out of their way for you. But of course, now you know this and are often bemused when they come pretending they care. You're not mad at them, but just popping popcorn and watching the plot unfold. They can never be there for you, so you will hardly need them anyways, but then you think, never say never. However, protect your mental and private spaces from their reach. They will come calling when they think you have something new and shiny that draws their attention. So not be fooled. They are often those who confuse being friendly with trying to be friends, because it is what they do. Being nice and chatty when you barely know someone is simply being courteous and conversating. Some do not get this because they do not realise you won't ever ask them about their private lives as you're not interested. You do not invite them for tea, drinks or your events and you do not pick up your phone to call them because you're not friends like that. So when you smile, they take it to mean an overture for friendship and their sense of importance kicks in because they surely must have something you want. The irony. This is their modus operandi, but you care not for such because you do not use people. When I was at school, one of the parish priests, he was called Father Humphrey Tatambui, gave a homily in which he talked about friendships. He said most of those we refer to as friends are actually not friends but acquaintances, kind of echoing what Dr. Maya Angelou tweeted. Their familiar and constant presence can only elevate them to, to deep acquaintances but not really friends as your connection in such relationships would not survive distance and time. He said that if you had one great friend, you are truly lucky. If you had two, you were extremely lucky, and if you had three, then it was a lie. I often think back on this when I mull about friendship. Initially, in all of my friendships, I was a self-sacrificial lamb, always doing the most, going far and beyond for those I considered friends. Even when I was struggling, they would not realise it as I was busy doing the most. I even got into some misunderstanding with some, with some for things that failed to come through on because on my part, things were not going so well. I found myself apologising constantly for a lot of things that I could not do or things that were perceived not to have been done but not once did some of these my so-called friends acknowledge that I was not in a good place and really should not have had to be saddled with these responsibilities. It would be a few years later that I realised how much I slaved for friendship. After much introspection I decided to set a test in motion to see which of these friends were really my friends. I had read an article by a guy who pretended to have lost his job, his home and now had nowhere to stay. The first person to leave him was his fiance, apparently. That it occurred to me to try something out already indicates I felt some resentment to some extent as I was right in thinking I was getting a very short end of the stick. I withdrew from these friends' lives, did not go to their houses as I was the one visiting to see which one will make an effort to come and visit me. When my friends moved every single time, I ensured I went to see a new place. It is important to know where those you care about lay their heads if possible. That's my thinking. I believe that in case of an emergency you can go out and help them or help the police in investigating whatever. Of course, no one prepares for bad things because God forbid it cannot happen to us, only to other people. <sighs> so I, I made that effort to know their homes. I would help with moving, visiting for moral support when they're down and driving their things around to the new place, you know, that sort of thing. When I set the test in motion, out of the four friends I thought I had, only one came through. One. My decision was made and the three others were demoted to the barely acquaintance pile. 
You see, in the adversity I was in the adversity I was there for them, but in mine I found myself alone. And those who came through were simply good Samaritans, people who did not know me and had nothing to gain by helping me. This taught me a very important lesson about how I approach friendships, how to use my energy, and the importance of creating boundaries I literally hadn't known prior to this. I unlearned the habit of building castles in my heart and putting anyone I considered a friend inside of that castle. I no longer had as much energy as I used to and therefore did not expect or did not wish to expend the little I could muster on other people and their issues. I focused on resolving my own issues which I had long ignored whilst trying to help others with theirs to the detriment of mine. I decided to spend time with people who made me feel psychologically safe and to limit talking about my life to people that were not immediate family. I also learned to appreciate solitude and not always have to hear from others to feel a connection. In solitude, I connected with myself and nature and it brought me a new found level of peace that I did not appreciate before. I began to see that being around people drained a lot of my energy and I limited my interactions to a bare minimum. My energy levels are returning, but we're not there yet, as the level of burnout I endured lasted many years without my knowledge. I only woke up one fine day to realise I could not do the long visits to see my friends and our acquaintances any longer. To keep up with their lives, their events, their families are simply beyond exhausted. So those I found in adversity I have bonded with and realised that I feel very little connection to those I have not traversed my hard times with. We do not seem to have much to talk about or in common. I listen to them, but I am no longer able to get too involved in what they seem preoccupied by. Perhaps this is what it means to find connections in adversity, as it certainly helps to clear the vision on distinguishing between being friendly, finding true friends, and identifying those we're simply acquainted with. So we've come to the end of this very serious, deep discussion. Uh, thank you for coming to my TED Talk, and I always want to hear from you. So what are your thoughts on the discussed subject? Hit me in the comment section. Thank you very much for joining us and listening to this podcast episode. Enjoy the weekend ahead and until next time, keep flourishing.